Memories and tributes have been flowing in the past week here in Chattanooga and from around the world for Sam Gooden, a native of this city and an original member of the iconic R&B group The Impressions. Sam died last week at the age of 87. Barry Corder is entertainment reporter at the Chattanooga Times Free Press. He interviewed Sam and longtime Impressions member Fred Cash several times over the past few decades. Of all of the things that my job has allowed me, getting to know Sam Gooden and Fred Cash is high, high, high among up there at the top. Two Chattanooga natives, two people who absolutely love this city, two people who are literally Hall of Famers and just gentlemen. From the time I met them three decades ago until today, always gentlemen. Sam moved with the Brooks brothers from Chattanooga. They were called the... Oh, they were called the roosters, the four chicks and a rooster, I think, four roosters and a chick, excuse me, I got it. And they moved to Detroit to pursue music, but also in part because Sam was a very good baseball player, semi-pro level, and he went to Detroit to pursue that. So early on, he told me he would go to baseball practice while the rest of them would stay at in their apartment and write songs. And that's where they came up with For Your Precious Love. And he came home one day and they were working on it. You know, if you can imagine, it's always fun to look back at these seminal moments and think, well, did you know it was going to change your entire universe? And of course, nobody ever knows at the time. But anyway, and then they met Jerry Butler right around that time. He brought in Curtis Mayfield, who was, I think, 17, 16, which is coincidental because the reason Fred Cash didn't go with them, and this was in 1958, the reason Fred didn't go is that he was not 18 yet and his mother wouldn't let him go, which I always find fascinating as well. Anyway, they reformed as the Impressions and had a hit and were traveling and came through Chattanooga and things changed. I think Jerry left. The record labels at that time wanted individual singers. They wanted the solo star and not a band because it was cheaper. And I think they persuaded Jerry to leave. And so they came back to Chattanooga and Fred had turned 18 and he thought his ship had sailed. His time had passed, but I guess Sam was able to convince them that they needed Fred. So he joined. And so from that point on, you know, Curtis Mayfield. With Curtis, they had all kinds of hits, and then uh, Curtis went solo, and Fred and Sam continued as the Impressions until 2019, basically. I interviewed them, like I said, probably over 30 years. In the last 15, maybe, they were every bit as busy as they were in the first 15, almost. One of my favorite, favorite stories is they had gotten Eric Clapton, and I don't remember exactly how. I'm sure it was one of those shows where a lot of people were on. They ran into each other, and Eric invited them to record with him in uh, his studio, and they did for just one song. And And I guess they hit it off so well, it went so well, that Eric invited them to do, I believe, another song and said, we'll work on it tomorrow. And they went back to their hotel and being the professionals that they are, stayed up into the wee hours working on their parts. And so when they came back the next day, Clapton was all set to begin working on the song. And they said, well, we have our parts, you know, we're ready. And uh, he couldn't believe it. And when they told me the story, they just said, we don't want to waste anybody's time. That's how we are. We want to be professional. 
one of my other favorites, um, and it's I wrote about it, I think, in a column that'll come out next month. I had invited them to come and do a podcast with me. I knew they were retiring, and they both agreed, and we set it, I think, for 9 o'clock in the morning at the paper. About 8.30, the phone rings, and it's downstairs, and they said, Mr. Sam Gooden is down here. I went and met him, and, and he said, well, I, I wasn't sure how long it would take me to get here, so I left early. <laughs> which I thought of my dad. Wasn't sure of the route, wasn't sure of traffic. I think he was coming from Brainerd, so it was probably about a four-and-a-half-minute drive, but he left. <laughs> and, of course, he was dressed to the nines. And I called Fred and said, Sam's here, and he just laughed and said, of course he is. I'll be there at nine like I told you I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just told stories, and they were so, so nice and so talented. The other thing they told me during that conversation, and this really struck with me, Ray, trying to think about the times, Curtis and the Impressions were known not only for their beautiful harmonies and songs, but for their socially aware and socially conscious songs. People Get Ready and so many of them. Their music told- was part of the soundtrack of Absolutely. the civil rights era, the late 50s into the 1960s into the 1970s. Absolutely. And... So you think about that, and then you think about all of the protest songs and the James Brown songs and Dylan songs. And, of course, Dylan always was doing it. But those guys got a lot of pressure early on to stop from people like James Brown, who basically reached out and said, you guys are killing your careers. You know, what are you doing? And they said, we don't care. This is what we're going to do. I was a kid at the time, so I really wasn't aware of what was going on then. For me, it's looking back, and I just think of all those names that I mentioned of people who were doing those sorts of things. But at the time, they were kind of out there on an island by themselves and continued to do it, and then other people started picking it up. But that piece of history, I was unaware of, so that was fascinating to hear them talk about. I don't remember when they both moved back full-time to Chattanooga, but it's been a long, long time. They have family here. In fact, Sam's daughter lives in the house I grew up in. Yeah, we sold it to a, a fellow who was fairly well known as for in the in swimming circles here in Chattanooga, and then he sold it to Sam's daughter, and she's lived in it now for probably twenty years or more. So just those little connections. But they loved Chattanooga. They loved talking about Chattanooga. They loved bragging on Chattanooga, and they were so so proud. When the Tennessee Pathways, they were honored with a plaque, which is there in front of the Bessie Smith Culture Center now. That really meant a lot to them. They wanted it, and they wanted it. I remember talking to them. They wanted to make sure that it was in a prominent place where it would actually be seen and that it would be seen for a long, long time, not on a corner somewhere that may be forgotten sometime. It meant a lot to both of them. Talk more about what Sam brought to the table with the impressions what was his unique contribution to all this i think with both of them but sam especially he was older and more mature not to say that fred or the others weren't but sam was always that as long as i knew him was very focused just was a gentleman and along with that came an organized mature level-headed outlook on things a unique voice i mean curtis mayfield was one of the great voices of all time 
put it this way, the impressions always had a lead singer and it was never Fred or Sam. Even after Curtis left, they always had basically, they hired somebody to be that lead singer. Jermaine Purifori, among one, beautiful, beautiful voice. Freddie Kitchens, very talented, also a beautiful voice. There have been a couple of others that they would have a two, three, four, five, six-year run with the guys. And I remember talking to Jermaine about what his instructions were from them. And Sam, I think, was especially instrumental in that. And he said, we want you to be yourself, but we also don't want you to get too far afield or too far out of the lane of what we were doing. Don't try to be Curtis Mayfield, but don't try to be somebody that the impressions are not. And I know that was, from Jermaine's point of view, was a bit of a struggle for a while, but The two guys, especially Sam, I think were very helpful in helping him along. That was great. You went too far there. Those kinds of things. Somewhere in the middle. I don't know if you've heard Jermaine sing. He was a... I haven't. He's got an unbelievable talent, right? I mean... He does. Yeah. No, I think he was with them when they retired. So, you know, just that sort of maturity and level-headedness keep it in the lane, you know, keep it between the ditches type of thing. They were very, very focused. And like I said, with the Eric Clapton story, that's just who they were. They showed up on time. They showed up prepared. They did their work, not prima donnas about it, just always professional. And it showed in, uh, you know, I was talking to David Carroll for a story I was doing. David knows Sam and Fred as well. I think David spoke with Sam a week before he passed and he made the comment. He said, Sam, you look like you roll out of bed dressed for church. You always look terrific. And Sam just kind of laughed. And that's just who he was. Professional gentleman. That's the word I've been rolling around in my head all week. Just a gentleman, a classic gentleman. Where do we see his influence today? I couldn't tell you if The artists themselves would say it, but like a Pharrell or a John Baptiste come to mind with the harmonies and the musicality, and they just seem not a lot of attitude. It's about the music. Like I said, I couldn't say that those artists would say Sam was an influence. Jermaine, certainly, I would think. Jermaine always had that, but I believe I can speak for him that the years he spent with them, he learned a lot about what I was just talking about. This is how you act. This is how you show up, which is prepared and ready to do your job. So yeah, that would be my answer to that. It's hard to separate the impressions without certainly Fred and Sam, but also Curtis. Curtis's influence to the end was immense. By the way, Curtis's son and former wife maybe was actually at that Tennessee Pathways dedication, which was pretty cool. Pretty cool that they would come down here for that. All right. Barry Corder, thanks so much. Thanks, Ray.